Salam and welcome to another TMV podcast brought to you by the Muslim Vibe. As always, I'm your host, Salim Qasim. And this week, I'm joined by the co-founder and creative director of the Muslim Vibe, Haseeb Rizvi. Salams. Salam. How's it going? Good. Um, so this is actually a very different podcast. Um, we are celebrating our fifth birthday this week. Um, so I thought it would be a good opportunity just to kind of take stock of things. Um, to bring Haseeb on the podcast and I guess give a little background, a little b- give a bit of a background as to where the Muslim vibe came from, the idea, um, the journey so far, and maybe our hopes moving forward. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, you haven't been on the podcast in a while, have you? No, the last time I hosted a podcast was with a rapper from Seattle. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. Good times. Stepped stepped away to to let you um, handle that situation. Indeed. Um, so I, I, I will try and kind of host and facilitate the conversation, but I think we'll just chat. Yeah. Um, we did it. We did an Instagram live where we actually talked about this kind of stuff. I think it was last week. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That was fun. Um, yeah. But I thought there were a lot of things that would be worth just kind of having down and, and people often ask us the same questions. So I guess let's start from the top. Uh, where did the idea for the Muslim vibe come from? What's what's the kind of what drove it? Mm. So a bit of background to this is um, before the Muslim vibe, uh, me and Salim were running a digital marketing agency together and um, whilst we were running that digital marketing agency we were seeing how social media is becoming more and more influential and integral to people's lives Yeah. Um, and we developed quite good skills in terms of helping our clients kind of reach their target audience and things like that so <clears throat> I mean we've always worked on projects besides business in terms of organizations for the community and things like that um, and I think at this time it was just became it kind of became apparent to us that we've got to do this and mm. maybe let's just do it ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, then we started talking about creating something for Muslims, right? Yeah. And and that had that took all sorts of forms in the beginning in terms of like our, our ideas. Do you remember those? <laughs> we, we initially we came up with the idea for like a Facebook page. Yeah, it was just meant to be a Facebook page, just it, for like. You know those, I think, I, I remember... Yeah, we, you, we even made one. We, we made, made one. And what I said to you was that, you know, you get those pages like on Friday yeah. that will post out a picture that says, Ya Allah, yeah. and it gets like 5,000 shares. And we did that. We did that. We had like some like Chinese Muslim kid and it was just like, oh, subhanAllah. And like, <laughs> it was, you know, those really ultra corny, cheesy pages that yeah. like at the time at least were popping on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we were looking at that mm. and it was just a bit of jokes to be honest but with it, you. But it was also a different time. Like, I, I mean, coming back to the business element of things, it, in 2012, 13, when we started out in business, yeah. I remember having to kind of pitch clients and explain to them why they needed to be on social yeah, media. Yeah, it's true. Like yeah. why Instagram is so important. Yeah. And they were just like, you know, we're talking about various business restaurants even at the time. Yeah. Were not, they didn't see the need or or what value add could be there from social media. As in, let's be honest, there was that one restaurant that we had. Yeah. uh, The client that we had and and we we made them, right? (laughs) I think we can say that. Taking full credit. Yeah, we'll take full credit for that because Um, um, that was quite... The the thing is, like, I think what we realized and learned was that a lot can be achieved on social media. Um, and as much as it was doing well for us in terms of putting food on the table, yeah. we wanted to add value to the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we saw a kind of gap online and a lack of platforms online that were 
presenting and packaging Islamic knowledge, education, information mm. in a engaging and young and vibrant way. Yeah, and I mean, like every organization that will, has been in existence will always say that, right? Like, yeah. oh, we're trying to do something different here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think like what what actually happened is we did this like random Facebook page thing. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be anything at that moment in time. But for me, at least, there was that moment where I was going through like a bit of a, a spiritual epiphany um, and, a, and a personal identity crisis. Um, and then things start, started getting more serious, right? Like in, yeah. in conversations. And then I was like, so we've actually got to do this like we, on a more serious level. I think we almost like talked ourselves into it yeah. over the course of conversations with each other. Yeah. And then also with other people. Yeah. And, and we were identifying. I remember actually we were identifying at the time the same problem which was that like we don't have a strong western muslim identity mm. we're not presenting islam to young people in mm. a way that's palatable that they can engage with all there was online was like lectures and, and i think like a big part of it was obviously the the age uh, our own age right at the time yeah which i can't remember which well, how old would you be 21 22 maybe ish 23 when did the muslim life start? 2014 okay so we're 24 we're 24 yeah so I guess in the early 20s, we had kind of gone through that process where, you know, you're ultra religious, excited about religion, the community, this that, and the other. And then you become like disengaged and you start seeing like flaws with like the community yeah. and the way things are. And then we're looking at, for example, like the member, right? Like your, your traditional mosque, your kutbahs and stuff like that. And, you, you know, young people have this tendency to say that, oh, it's not appealing enough. It's not all that kind of stuff. And then we had that maturity where we're like, hold on a sec, they can't talk about certain things on the yeah. member. They can't. Like, if it's a congregation of, like, you know, a mixed community, they can't just talk to, like, young people about their issues because then you're, you're neglecting yeah, the yeah. older lot and, and vice versa. So we're like, oh, if, if, if we create a platform that talks about these issues, like, specifically, like, intimate issues. I remember that being, like, a big, big thing, right? Because, like, young people face a lot of private, um, sensitive things that they don't really want to discuss in a, in a congregation or with yeah. their family. But they need content for it. Otherwise, you know, they're going to look around and, and, and find like, you know, all sorts of dodgy stuff online. Mm. Um, and so I think like it was, it was a combination of all these things taking place at the time. And then then there was just a moment where we just agreed and it was like, oh, the Muslim vibe, that's it. Mm. You know, the face, first Facebook page you made, <clears throat> it was just Muslim vibe. So yeah, so then it was like, oh no, Sal, we're going to call this the Muslim vibe because that name started setting in my head. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's what it is, right? It captures everything that we want to do. It's, it's the Muslim vibe. But it was also about um, reclaiming the word Muslim. Yes, that was a big part of it. So uh, from my, my perspective, it was a case of when we talk about Muslim, especially in like the kind of mainstream media narrative around Muslims, mm. Muslim can mean anything. Mm. Anyone that identifies as Muslim mm. is Muslim. Is Muslim, yeah. Um, and, and there's a long conversation to be had there. No problem. Mm. We, can, we can do that another time. But I think it was about kind of maintaining an element of of let's say quote unquote conservative islam yeah. and conservative values in that sense from an yeah, islamic perspective yeah, yeah. and attaching the word muslim to it because so muslim that was been... another factor right we were looking at the landscape of what's out there presently yeah. and it was either really really conservative borderline extremist i probably shouldn't use that word but borderline you know crazy but, yeah um muslims that have a very very narrow-minded version of islam mm. And then there was like the other uh, end of the spectrum, which is like, oh, Muslim means anything. And yeah, yeah. where it's like devaluing the, the term Muslim to just like a cultural term yeah. and detaching it from Islam. And where we wanted to do is, is create a platform that was in, in the middle of that. So yes, like, yeah, we have conservative values and, and where 
I, I still perceive ourselves as being somewhat of a conservative platform. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to say brand ourselves in a way that was open to people that were a bit averse to your mm. traditional institutions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's where the funky branding took place and the pinks and the purples and that, and that was re- the kind of like philosophy behind that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, to, to kind of further illustrate the point a little bit, there was that article, and this is one of the first times I think that things went a little bit viral on our side, mm. um, Practicing Islam in Short Shorts. Yeah. It was published on a website called Gorka. Yeah. Um, and what they basically did was, or the author was a um, someone who considered themselves to be a practicing Muslim, um, but didn't observe the hijab. And I don't mean the headscarf, but in terms of dress. So they were wearing short shorts. Um, they used to, I think, smoke weed, didn't believe or didn't abide by fundamental tenets of the faith by their own admission, yeah. but still consider themselves to be a practicing Muslim. Mm. Um, I, mean, I mean, the article was out there. Feel free to go and read it if, if you're interested. But off the back of that, a lot of people and a lot of the kind of liberal Western media slash people on social media. Hooray, like this is amazing. <laughs> we're sharing this yeah. out and they're like, oh, look, you can be just like us and you can still be a practicing Muslim. Mm-hmm. And personally, I took issue with the term practicing Muslim. Yes, you can still be a Muslim, mm. but a practicing Muslim, there are certain things you need to attempt. Well, even there's like, certain things you need to practice. And, and, and also publicly, there is a kind of, um, everyone sins ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're pub- publicly saying, oh, I, I you know, disagree with fundamental tenets of the faith, yeah. um, but I still consider myself to be a practicing Muslim, I find that to be, problematic personally mm. now what we um one of our writers hussein maki who's um studying at a seminary in lebanon at the moment i think he was at the time as well um yeah i think he was he had about just to started yeah, he had, yeah, yeah. so he he wrote an article in kind of response to it mm. um and and in an attempt to kind of not mansplain the whole situation he got a few sisters to also contribute and kind of give their perspective on it um, and what was interesting for me about that was that it became almost like the official response or counter counterpiece. Yeah, I mean, there was a counter to the counter. I, I mean, yeah, pe- people then started writing pieces in response yeah, to him. Yeah, but yeah. when and, and I had one of my friends on Facebook who's a little bit older than I am. Um, she reached out to me and she said that she was really grateful for us um, having written that that piece because I think her brother, her younger brother, who was what in his teens, late teens at the time, he saw the original article um, and was confused. Mm. And so his sister sent him this and was like, look, make your own decisions in life, but we also need a counter. Like, here, here's a different perspective on things. Yeah. And I guess the problem is that in some regards, there's almost like a battle that's taking place online mm. um, with regards to narratives and identity and what it means to be Muslim and everything else. Yeah. And I believe everyone's entitled to a perspective. Yeah. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, a kind of conservative Muslim, if we can say that perspective, is often marginalized and isn't given a platform. And, and as you said, it's presented in such a way... Especially with the sisters. Do you get what I mean? Because with the sisters, it's like, oh, you're either in a burqa right or like you know you're, you're one of these like hijabi fashionistas online and stuff yeah whereas like the most muslim women they don't identify to you uh, they're somewhere kind of, in the like, middle you know yeah and so th- that that was really it really isn't it it's about creating that platform for people in the middle essentially to have a, a space that they can they can feel safe in and, and and have their ideas shared with so let's rewind a little bit and, yeah. and talk about less how we how, how we actually came, came to launch right because now we had the idea in plan we knew what we were going to call it. We bought the domain names and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that was basically three months from there till launch. 
And I remember that was like the most craziest epic summer. Yeah. Um, me and you were both like meeting people, chatting to them, like, you know, pitching the idea. You had so many people saying to us, oh, this won't work. You can't do that. Islam's too complicated. Yeah, yeah. Or even had people saying, oh, just make it about Muslim culture. Leave the Islam part out of it. Mm. Um, let that be done by the scholars and stuff like that. And we were quite like strong-minded now because I think we had kind of, not like not veterans or anything, but we had earned our stripes essentially within the community mm. um, to be a, seen as trusted people. But to, I think to, to relatively speaking, looking back, mm. I would still say we were, we were at the beginning of our journey yeah. in terms of doing stuff in the yeah, community. Of course, We've yeah, learned yeah. like over the last five years oh yeah it's been a complete transformation and and there's obviously a lot of kind of maturity that comes naturally with the passing of time Mm. but also when you're engaging in this kind of space of of activism and and doing stuff within the community Mm. i I think both of our personal perspectives have changed yeah because we've interacted with so many more muslims than we than we would have yeah with different views and different perspectives and and backgrounds and all that kind of stuff where even now we're realizing and every every month we're realizing that hold on it's like something that we had kind of made like a very firm decision on mm. there is a bit more nuance to it yeah, yeah and i think that's a really good thing um and i i think mm. it's probably it's probably worth stating as well that we've we we've made our fair share of mistakes with the muslim vibe yeah we've posted stuff out that that was um let's say miscalculated um, and and there has been a growth and development, and we've learned, and we continue yeah. to learn. Never right? with like malicious intent, you know. That, but that's like, the thing, and I think what's always interesting and important, and it's it's probably worth noting that you know even I've seen people do things online that I find problematic, mm. um, and if I have a good enough relationship with them, I'll always reach out privately yeah. before kind of sharing it and being like, oh look at these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we've had that. We've had a lot of well wishes that have kind of called us out privately and said, uh, yeah, by the way, in, I, I don't think anyone. Yeah. has like publicly come after us i mean there was that one guy with the, with the blog post we won't go into too much detail about that <laughs> but you know i don't think anyone's taken issue with what we're doing yeah um and i think that comes down to the sincerity which we've approached this project yeah um and i think that, that i mean translate, I think people, we can only say that we hope there's uh, we maintain our sincerity yeah, yeah, throughout 100% and and uh, you know like um like because it's not us in it to get what i mean it's hard to explain right we're not making every decision of content that goes out there yeah it's a platform essentially for people to to share their thoughts and ideas obviously we vet it obviously we make sure that it's not too kind of out there or too controversial Hmm. um but it's it's essentially like we're allowing it to happen if that makes sense we're allowing Hmm. the muslim vibe to vibe i don't don't know how to explain it right (laughs) it's just it's just happening right so Um, there's there's very little to take issue with. Yeah, and um, I mean, going back to as you mentioned the launch mm. um, and that summer, so I I always have this very vivid memory of mm. being in our old office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, till what five in the morning? Yeah, six yeah. in the morning. Yeah, and we were there literally because I remember we we finished because we were obviously running the digital marketing business that we had so like five six o'clock we kind of clocked out of doing that work mm. and then it was pretty much 12 hours mm. of you were finessing the website and making sure everything worked and the functionality mm. i was uploading all of the content um so let's talk about how we got that content as well right oh yeah we launched with like i think 40 articles or something yeah for 40 or 50 articles so we basically um just posted out on our personal facebook profiles yeah and said we're, we're we're launching a new platform and I, in fact every year it comes up on uh oh, does it? on memory. the facebook memories facebook memories um and off the back of that i think we had 70 people contact us yeah it's quite a lot we had like 70 emails um and at the time we had an intern as well who was working on who was helping out with the project 
and he was there kind of doing the initial vetting so he mm. kind of ranked all of the content by various categories yeah um, and then we, we yeah we had a whole spreadsheet and we ended up with like 40 pieces of content which yeah. made it to the website yeah, yeah. um i think initially um the idea was it for it to be a multimedia platform yeah um so we wanted articles we wanted videos we wanted podcasts we wanted audio yeah. images well, we had to start somewhere right but with we had articles. to start somewhere yeah, and yeah. it started as like a as a website with articles so that that was another thing that's quite like i think unique to our project right is that from the beginning it was always about people submitting their written content to us mm. so as opposed to us going out there recruiting writers and and paying them and things like that it was like hold on let's flip this on its head and turn it into a situation where people are submitting content to us yeah um and that's a bit of a gamble right like because you uh, how do you know people are going to be bothered enough to sit there and write an mm. article uh, but lo and behold we got those 80 submissions of which 40 were publishable and then it just snowballed and like every day alhamdulillah like right yeah. now we're publishing like four or five articles a day it's crazy yeah it's it's uh the nice thing about looking at things five years on mm. is that you see the the journey yeah do you know what i mean yeah especially for like for me and you we've yeah, been I'm, there I'm, a, I'm literally having to recall it it yeah. feels like it's actually been a long time like, yeah. five years is a long time like now when we're in the office it's just almost surreal because you've got like nori jessica hassan all chatting to each other and, and doing stuff yeah. um and it's just like do you remember how it was yeah, initially yeah, yeah it wasn't it was yeah like as in i remember we launched the site Right and um, you know, I I just looked at Sal, and I was like, Sal, we've got like a really big responsibility now. I remember that moment. That 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 for me is like a really key moment because it was like, okay, we've done it. It was like a three month. It felt like a really three month push. You know, it was like yeah. a a real like uh, strength of our a, a, sorry, a test of our like um, determination. We launched it, and then there was like a moment where you got to be like, oh wait a sec. Now we've got actually. Oh, now we've actually got to like manage this and maintain yeah, yeah. it and make sure that we're on point and we're not kind of like you know varying off the message or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I think that balance of having like two two leaders to this organization has actually worked out really well mm. because I guess people don't know this, right? But like me and Salim, we we have different views on things, but like very marginally. But that that marginal difference and that tension allows us to go back and forth on any sort of decision we need to make and. Nine times, nine, ten, nine, nine times out of ten, I feel like we make the right decision because it's not coming from a place of ego or stubbornness. Yeah, it's always based on like, no, look, what's actually right. Yeah, and then if, for example, Salim uh, makes a good point, I'll I'll concede and and vice versa. Yeah, um, and I think that's uh, that's that. I think that's another unique thing to be honest with you. Like we've seen organizations that are like headed up by one person mm. or one person holds the the majority power share. Yeah, yeah. and if that one person cracks. Do you get what I mean? It just like everything hits the fan. Yeah. But it, it's, I, I think also with regards to like you mentioned ego and things like mm. that, that's something where we're constantly kind of keeping each other mm. in check. Mm. And, and as you said, like I'll go meet somebody mm. and then suddenly come back and just be buzzing with ideas. Yeah. And then you have to like kind of calm me down and yeah. be like, listen, yeah, relax. Let's yeah. just carry on doing what we're doing. Yeah. Background story. We're constantly uh, putting each other down. <laughs> Basically, this is the most amicable we've been to each other yeah, like in a long very time. Very pleasant. That's yeah, nice to meet. I feel like we need some tea. You're a nice. You're a nice, you're a nice person when you're not just like uh, <laughs> making fun of me constantly. I'm not always making fun of you. Silly. Well, we, let's be honest. Um, all right, <laughs> let's uh, get back to the story. Mm. Um, so we launched. At the time, it was both of us kind of alongside 
um, our our business that we were running together. Yeah. Um, and having to put in the kind of time and the hours, somehow squeezing it in. To... Yeah, and then we had remember like the initial team. Yeah. Of volunteers and stuff like yeah. I'd assemble this like random A team. Um, shout out to them, man, because they they played a role in the beginning. Yeah. Right? To make sure that content was ticking over. Um, and yeah, so like the content started flooding in. You know, the website traffic started going up, the the, the the likes on Facebook and all the platforms started going up. We started having like really good pieces that went viral. Like, for example, the one that Salim just mentioned. Then we had a piece that went, went really, really viral, which was like a story of a of a girl who um, got married and lost her husband within a month. And she was pregnant as well. It was like, like a very, very heart rendering story. That was called From Bride to Widow in 30 Days. Yeah, like that was a quite hard hitting story. And, and we dropped that. In Ramadan, and in all fairness, we didn't plan that. She kind of just reached out to us and said, "Here's my story. I want to share it with you guys." Um, Actually, no. I think I reached out to her. Oh, is it? Because I, I'd, I'd seen some of her posts on Facebook, okay. and she was talking about all of this stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, like when we posted it out, I remember actually because it was like a Saturday or a Sunday morning, mm. and I remember I hadn't finished editing the the article, so I, f- I finished it, posted it out, and literally within like ten minutes, there were. 300 people reading it at that one mm. moment in time and i i remember calling you and i was like i see this is we have a slight problem here like our servers can't handle this yeah we had really bad servers in the beginning we, i mean we, we weren't <laughs> anticipating such heavy traffic flow yeah. from, from the early days and that's the first time i started to understand all of this kind of stuff about servers and yeah. traffic and bandwidth and god knows what still don't really understand it yeah no one does no yeah but but i remember over the course of the day we kept we were calling our guy who was doing the server and we kept like upgrading and then it would crash again and then upgrading again and it would crash. And then finally we got it kind of stable. Yeah. Um, but it was like, a, it was amazing. As annoying as it was that like people weren't able to access the content, it was just amazing to see the impact that content could have on a platform that we had kind of created and facilitated. Yeah. And yeah. that's the big thing for me. Yeah, it was a game changing w- moment for sure. Yeah. But even now, whenever stuff kind of goes big, it's just sometimes you got to take a step back and just be like, this wouldn't have reached this many people wouldn't have impacted this many people and and all the credit goes to our writers to be honest the writers are the true heroes here because writers they're literally creating amazing content about so many different things yeah um and all we're doing is facilitating giving them a louder voice yeah um and that's what's for me is is mind-blowing to think about sometimes Mm. like now Whenever I'm kind of talking to someone about the Muslim vibe presenting the project, I say, oh, yeah, we've got 800,000. You, you know what? Like, I think, and this happened, I think, like two, three years, four years even into the project. Yeah. Where, like, I started, like, actually looking at the articles on the website because notoriously, <laughs> I don't actually read articles on the Muslim vibe. I don't read articles anywhere. I just look at them and make sure that everything that, visually looks yeah, good. Yeah. Have you used the right image? Does the title look nice? Does it make sense? Kind of thing. Um, and then, like, I was, I, was, I, was, I was looking at it and, and we had that one piece from, um, what is she, a physicist or something in Dubai? I can't remember. Um, it, was, it was something to do with the Quran, Interstellar and the Theory of Time. Like some really deep piece. The Holy Quran, Interstellar and the Theory of Relativity. Yeah. Um, that's the... That's, that's the title yeah. of the article. And, um, and she had written a couple of other pieces. Yeah. And, and these are like really educated people. It's not like just some teenage girl that's like, oh, hey, this is why I like Islam. We also enjoy our, 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 our teenage girl art school. Yeah, of like, course. You, but you know what I mean, right? It was like, this is actually like quite good. And well, then we started looking at the numbers, right? Like the demographics of our uh, readership. Yeah. And we're realizing that, wait a sec, there's actually more 24 to 35 reading the articles. 
And that's when we realized, oh, wait a sec, our articles are actually of a certain caliber. Mm. Um, and then just last year, I was like, we need to rebrand because we currently don't look like that. We look like we're here for 18s only. Yeah. Um, so then we rebranded to to kind of like... Um, reflect the maturity. Re- reflect the maturity yeah. and, and the new direction, essentially. Yeah. Um, in between that, I can't even remember how we came about employing people. How did that even happen? You approach someone and you give them a contract. No, that's that's the thing. <laughs> you say, but, would you like when, to? When did them? that happen? I can't remember. When did we hire Afra? I, I, like, Afra I remember was our the, first. The, the reason we hired Afra mm. was because I, I was, because at the time I was kind of managing. Yeah, you were the editor. Yeah, I was, the edit, I was doing, getting yeah. all the content out yeah. there. And it was impacting, like, I, I was struggling on the work side and also on the Muslim vibe side. Yeah. And it just wasn't making sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually we sat down. And I, I guess I think we'll, we'll get back to this, but I think an important thing to also note is. With regards to the sort of financial side, yeah. someone asked this question yeah, on the, on the live. Important thing, and we didn't like. I mean, this isn't like a funded project. No, we literally we, we started up. We had a donor who gave us ten thousand pounds. We spent five thousand pounds on camera equipment and five thousand pounds on on like making the website, the branding, advertising. We spent like a couple of grand on yeah. Facebook we kept ads. a lot of that money for like Facebook ads. Yeah, we yeah. spent that, a lot. That, of money. Oh yeah, that was a big part of it actually, wasn't it? But yeah. but I think that it's at least when I look back, and even the first year, year and a half before we hired anyone, mm. the cost of the project was nothing because yeah. we weren't and we're still not. And we created it that way. We created it to be very, yeah. very cost but, we, but, but the whole point is that we weren't at the time on a salary. We're yeah. still not me and we're you. We're still not, no. But we have now staff members who are being paid for their time. Mm-hmm. But in terms of output, we had like a lovely metric of like, um, you know, per 1,000 website visitors, the cost was like a couple of quid. Mm. literally no, it wasn't it oh no it was pence that. yeah it was pence it was yeah, like 60 at pence the at the time, time. yeah, yeah it was so for every 1000 website hits our cost as a total project was 60 pence yeah that's that's insane there or thereabouts yeah. it was and, and being able to look at it like that and again i think the, the the background to it is that we've both been involved in various community organizations and projects and whatever else and sometimes the the upfront costs are just ridiculous yeah and then when you try and measure that against impact, there is no measurement. There and, is no and, way and of measuring. Often it. it's very difficult to measure. Like yeah. if you're handing out roses in the street, for example, mm. you, you how do you know if someone's reading it, and how do you know what they're benefiting, if they're benefiting? It's really difficult, yeah. right? Not that there's anything wrong with those things, of course. But it's just like I feel we as a community need to start being a lot more effective with how we're spending money mm. because the Muslim community spends a lot of money doing these things, right? Yeah. Like. You know your your Friday kutbas, your majalis, all this kind of stuff. We we plow thousands, if not millions, into these things. Yeah. But with very little understanding of how it's actually translating into, you know, any sort of like and that was metric. that was the one thing I liked, and this was this was something that you brought to the table, mm. which was looking at how um, effective everything is and making sure that we have a metric for it. Yeah. Because we're a digital platform, we can see everything, and in yeah. our monthly meetings now, and even from early days. We were looking at website traffic, where they're coming from, how long they're spending on the website, what they're reading, what content's working, what content isn't working, the timings that we're posting. Everything is quite scientific. And and maybe we weren't, sometimes we didn't even spend long enough on the science part of it, but we have all of that data historically for the last five years that we can look back at. And we know, for example, what our most read articles are, where Mm, they're coming mm, from, mm -hmm. what people are searching for and landing on the website. I remember a peculiar moment uh after our first year yeah where we looked at our metrics yeah and um like how many followers we got website hits all that kind of stuff 
and somehow we had reached the target that we had set out like before mm. we even began yeah and i was like whoa that's so creepy like because we in, in all fairness obviously we worked hard we've done things yeah but ultimately it's not in our control to like get people to the website right we can't really force that um but somehow we were able to achieve that it was even I'm, for year two i'm pretty sure we had a meeting in in the old boardroom mm. Dark, I missed that old that board dark board. lights. Yeah, oh, you yeah, couldn't. Yeah. You literally could barely see yeah, each yeah. other across the table. Then they got tube lights in. You remember that? Yeah. yeah to light up, but they just looked horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember we sat down and we were looking at the numbers for the year, mm. and then we pulled out a document which mm. we had set out before as the target. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. And everything was matching everything up. Was matching and up, yeah. I was surprise, first amazed surprise. at the numbers. And then when you looked at the fact that we mapped this out, it's mm. like, oh, wow. So mm-hmm. we, we predicted this a year ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it, is, it is quite insane. In fact, I remember we did like this number exercise a year or two ago. It'll be interesting to see where we are now because yeah. we haven't taken stock in a while. Yeah, in I terms we've of given up on that, isn't Projections it? and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So remind me. Yeah. So between there, obviously we built up like relationships with donors and and got more and more people to kind of like see the the value of, of this project. Yeah. And God bless our donors, like alhamdulillah. Yeah. Like, you know, we haven't taken any like money from like any sort of big institution. You know, it's all been like micro donations as such, yeah, you know, yeah. your 500 pounds at a time or 1,000 or your 10,000. Nothing like crazy amount. No one's saying, hey, listen, we're going to fund you for a whole year. Mm. Um, and, and that was, again, a, a strategic decision we made, right? We didn't want to be in anyone's pocket. We didn't mm. want anyone to interfere on our editorial policies or anything yeah. like that the, the autonomy for us of the platform was crucial yeah and i i guess i want to shout out not by name but just talk about what happened with one of our donors mm. um i went for hajj and and i was sat with martial our brother thank you <laughs> i sat with uh one of the brothers there mm. um and we had never met we had, like we were in the same group but we never really spoke yeah and then uh he was like oh yeah i've heard of the muslim vibe tell me a bit about it this was about three years ago now um, and we got talking and I get very passionate when I talk about the Muslim vibe. Yeah. Um, and he could kind of see that. And uh, he was like, okay, cool. Yeah, it sounds good. Like you're doing an amazing job. Keep it up. Which is like what anyone kind of yeah, says at the yeah, end of the yeah. conversation. And then do you remember when, when I, we got back, I got back home, got back to the UK mm. and on our PayPal, we, we just had like a, a recurring donation of 250 pounds mm. set up. Um, and on top of that, he had donated like a one-off 2000 pounds sick and i remember i remember i was like hasib can you just come have a look at this i don't know what this is because it was like some american company the brothers from america some american company um and it, it was like from his company rather than from his personal account so I, I it took me a while to join the dots and figure out who it was and whatever um and then i had to have a really awkward conversation with him where i was like thanks for the donation but i think you either meant to send give us a one-off donation or like set up a recurring like I, I can refund you, which was painful. But yeah. I was, I can refund you whichever one you want. And he was like, No, 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 this is all for you. Like keep it up. And yeah. that for me was incredible because it, I, I had my intention was never to ask for money. I mean, with us, and and this is the thing, our, our ethos has always been that we'll work with what we've got, mm. but we we constantly want to grow. Yeah. So if someone were to come forward and say, I, like I, again, we had another guy who came forward and said, Look, I love what you guys are doing. But I don't have um, any time to give. Mm. But, you know, alhamdulillah, I'm able to kind of give a bit of money. Uh, do you need for anything? Um, and I said, yeah, we're actually we're looking to bring in someone on a, on a full-time basis. This is the salary. And he's like, okay, I can't cover all, but I can cover half. Mm. 
um and within like and 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 after that had a call with him whatever he again he gave us his support he said loves what we're doing and within a couple of months we were able to bring jessica on um on a full-time basis Yeah, yeah yeah and it's Things like that. And and honestly, I see it, but whenever we have these situations mm. where we're like, okay, we need to we need to take it to the next level. We need to bring someone else in. Yeah. We need to grow. How are we going to do this? Yeah. Like, subhanAllah, it just Yeah, happens. God just dropped something. And it's like, it's always been that moment, right? Like, I think even uh, just some, up until, like, was it last month? Yeah. Where we're like, okay, look, <clears throat> we've grown our team now. We've got two full-time staff. We've got Nuri. We've got Jessica. Um... Sorry, it's just kids screaming outside. Can we close the door? <laughs> I don't know if you want to edit this out or keep it in. No, no, we'll keep it in. It's fine. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've hired Nuri, we've hired Jessica. Yeah. And um, now we're like, okay, wait a second. They're at full capacity. So it's just like, even though we've got two full t- full-time staff now, mm. going from zero, even now we need to, needed to grow. And then subhanAllah, like, you know, through TMV agency, which is like our kind of like um, uh, revenue stream, I guess. It's like yeah. we offer our services to Muslim businesses and organization. We got one nice contract, which was able to then fund another uh, full-time member of staff. Yep. And now we've got three members of staff. And it all happened in a time where me and you were like stressed out. Or I remember even even like uh, end of, uh, I can't remember, it was like earlier this year maybe, wasn't it? our donor from Australia mm. where we were stressing out about something. Yeah. yeah. Um, like really stressed out actually. Cause we're like, Oh God, like we're in a bit of a, like a financial pitfall at the moment. And then just like some random guy emails saying, Hey, listen, I really like you guys. I might be interested in donating, but can I chat to you guys in more detail? You had that call with him and subhanAllah, like the guy just like donated like a, a sizable amount, mm. like every three months he donates or whatever. Mm. And it's just like things like that. Like God just makes things work out the way when they need to work out. Yeah. Um, I think that's why we stopped doing the whole measuring metrics thing because it's just like, it's just going to do what it, it needs will, to do. Yeah. Um, that being said, we need a proper sit down. We need to have a meeting <laughs> properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else? I don't want to, I, I, I don't know how engaging this will be for people. I don't want to bore I people. I know it just sounds like two friends. Nostalgic. Yeah. It's just like someone overhearing a phone call. Um, no, but to be honest, a lot of this stuff people always ask, and I think people do find it a little bit interesting to get a bit of a, an insight into yeah. the, the, the the background of it. Yeah. Um, so we've, I mean, I mean, again, the question that people often ask is like, how how have we managed to stick around for five years? Mm. Um, and personally, I feel like it's all down to just consistency and determination. Like a lot of platforms, a lot of initiatives, a lot of projects start up. And end up shutting down within a month or two mm. or sometimes a year or a couple of weeks or whatever because they don't have the kind of legs and they don't have the, the grit to kind of keep going and i remember early days there were times when i wouldn't get an article out for a day or two and you would you would start having a go at me yeah okay uh, don't make me sound like that uh, you, well, i think this is the second time you've done that. these are facts Asib. is it true or not rather than saying have a go at you say like you encouraged me to Im- make sure that we were posting you more. impolitely encouraged me <laughs> to get more content out um but no I, I, it's important at the same time like and i think getting through at least the initial phase yeah was probably the most difficult thing it's, it's something that you just say to you right it's like consistency if there's no pulse to a project yeah then it's dead yeah, yeah. you know um and and more than anything like i think what has really worked for us 
is is the ultra level of efficiency that we have. Mm. So even when someone was working for us part time, or we had an intern part time, or when there was no one working for us at any time, and it was just me and you, yeah, we created very like efficient ways of delivering high impact content, which took less time. And then naturally, once we get a bigger team, then you know those the, the, those team members are able to invest more time into it, thereby delivering better quality. Mm. But even now, like we, we we're, I'm always trying to refine the efficiency in process. For all of our members of staff to like get it done faster, get it done more effectively, um, because yeah, they, they, I think like this is how projects fail, right? When they're not efficient, yeah, then they just start start burning out, and then and then you know, yeah, then they they finish and collapse. And I think also when we when we started out, we weren't dependent or relying on kind of goodwill from our friends and family and things like mm. that. Um, and if I can quote um, Ray Liotta, who's that? He's an actor. Oh. you're ruining my, you're my so quote cultured, so. you're ruining my quote it's actually from the james o'brien mystery hour podcast you know when you get a radiota and in, in anyways he says if you build it they, they will, will come. come yeah and that's what that's the approach that we took yeah that we were going to create the muslim vibe we we're going to build the platform and we weren't going to be like obviously we, we you know we posted on facebook hey guys like our new page or whatever but i remember the amount of conversations i had in kind of year one with people where i was like oh mm. we built this platform like why don't you consider writing for us? We can do something, collaborate this and mm, that. Mm. A lot of closed doors, to be honest. Mm. Um, but then as the years went on and people saw that this platform is growing mm. um, and, and, and the kind of impact that we're having is growing, suddenly people started coming to us. Those same people would be coming back to us and be like, oh, I wanted to write an article for you. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, it's good to see um, that people kind of uh, begin to appreciate the, the project yeah. as time goes on. But it wasn't a case of, oh, just because people are saying no early on, mm. which is kind of... Um, and we had the humility to accept that. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, difficult conversations that we had where, like, scholars were, like, you know, saying not so polite things about our plans. Mm. And we're like, look, we have to respect them. At the end of the day, they're, they're older, they're wiser than us. Yeah. You know, they're more knowledgeable. Let's take their feedback into consideration. Let's not let it deter us. Like, yeah. you know, put it like a, you know... Um, but let's let's persist and and do it. If we're doing a feast to be Allah, then it will work out. And and I think that's what's really kind of like taken place. And you know we can't really take credit for anything. No, hundred percent. We're just two guys chilling out, having fun. <laughs> um, I think let's end on like a nice positive note. Uh, what has been your favorite thing about the Muslim vibe? favorite thing about the muslim vibe you know i've answered this question a couple of times this week and it's a different answer every time yeah because <laughs> I, I don't know like it's, it's i think beyond this podcast like i genuinely feel like me and you need to actually sit down and take stock again properly yeah like off off camera off mic um because i'm, I'm not not about like i'm about to tear up or anything but i am feeling a bit like oh god hold on let me out go on I'm feeling a bit emotionally overwhelmed now, like thinking about everything. Like now we're just having these conversations. I'm thinking about the old office and I'm thinking about... I miss the old office. I'm yeah, I almost there. feel like we were slightly different people then. as well. Obviously we were, right? We yeah. were younger. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I can answer that question. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I can answer that question. It's, it's really weird now. Like, yeah, I need to actually like contemplate over the last five years properly. Mm. You know what my answer is, right? Gone. Zero emotion. Just the Muslim Vibe podcast. Oh yeah, when the when the podcast. Launched. You know, you know, no, honestly, why I love the podcast mm. is that it's it's given me personally the opportunity 
yeah. to have like the most fascinating chats with yeah. people yeah. from so many different fields. Yeah. And it just so happens that we're recording. No, and you, it. you know what it is? Like I there's a word, I'm I'm gonna mispronounce it vicariously. I think that might yeah. be the word. So when I'm listening to your podcast with these guests, it's like I'm having this this conversation. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you now that you've like developed your your flow perfectly on <laughs> you perfected your flow on the podcast. Definitely haven't perfected anything. It's like I feel like I'm aren't asking those questions and getting those yeah, answers yeah. do you get what i mean no it, and any contacts you have are by de facto my contacts yeah good luck calling them up <laughs> Perce- who's Haseeb? i've done it already have you yeah yeah are you, are you, that digital artist oh yeah you're stealing my contacts yeah, yeah. well to be fair they're the muslim vibe contacts yeah, it's not like i own them um but no it's even like i mean this is going to sound weird but when i sometimes when i listen back to the podcast mm. like cuz i forget when i'm actually recording the podcast i'm so caught up on thinking okay what's the next interesting question i need to ask yeah when i listen back it's like there's there's some and and i i barely get to hear the responses when they're spoken to me directly yeah so i listen back to it and it's actually like some of these guests have so many interesting insights yeah yeah, you've had some like I'll be honest with you, like absolutely amazing guests recently. Yeah, um, the, the last few podcasts have just been amazing. It's just it's when people reply um, to my if, emails. If we're doing like, blowing your own jobs. trumpet hour, yeah, then uh, I would say like last year's rebrand. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I that. could have done that for you. You didn't have to do it yourself. No, it's fine because I was hoping you would. <laughs> I was then, about to. And then I would have done the podcast thing, but okay, fine. Let's, no, let's no, do no. our own thing. Yeah. Um. No, the, the rebrand I think was a really, really like pivotal moment. Pivotal. That's not P- word. pivotal. Pivotal moment. Yeah, uh, there's a reason why I don't host the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, when when whenever I talk about the Muslim vibe and and about the content about everything that we're doing, for me specifically, the one thing I always tell people about is the branding. Yeah, and how that we want to look different. Yeah, and and again, I always give credit to you at that point. I know you think yeah. I don't ever shout you out. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. Um, but I always talk about how the fact that you know we've 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 stayed away from like geometric traditional stuff because mm. we want to engage with a younger audience. We mm. want people to kind of find a relatable looking brand. Yeah. And everything that we produce, and that's the thing, we haven't even really talked about our progression from being an online magazine with written content into like producing video. Yeah, um, there's so much to talk about. Video video has been a huge step forward for us. And even the progression of video. And that's uh, honestly, that's squarely down to like when we hired Nuri. Yeah. That's what like for me, that was also like a really big moment for the Muslim vibe. When we hired Nuri. Yeah, yeah. Um, just so you guys know, Nuri is our video producer. Um, and at the time, actually, we hired him as senior editor and video producer because Afra, yeah. who was our first uh, ever employee, she had to move on. Like, she got married and she was moving to Canada and stuff. We got Nuri involved and he's like, you know, a very, very good friend of ours, like, you know, best friend's status. Speak for yourself. Um, and then um, he comes on board as a senior editor. He had a big background in video producing, done an amazing job on both the editing and the yeah. articles. And also posting stuff out on social media. He, he like very quickly got the, you know, like flow of things yeah. and, and started like, that's when our like video traffic and everything started increasing like mm. on a crazy, crazy level. Now it's crazy. Like when we're looking at the stats every month, it's literally millions of organic um, video views. Video views, yeah. And it's just on Facebook specifically. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, it's just become a, a normal thing for us. Yeah. Like 15 million people have seen your videos. Yeah, yeah. As in, that's, that's another thing, isn't it? Where you can't make sense of the numbers sometimes. <laughs> the numbers. Like, oh, what was Facebook reached last year? Oh, sorry, last month. Oh, 20 million. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, what do you mean 20 million? 20 million people have seen the most of our brand. That's that's insane. That, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that, uh, th- I mean, that's, that's the, the crazy thing. But yeah, I, I think looking forward, um, for me, at least, I, I, I think the strength for for the Muslim vibe just comes in 
the team and the content yeah and for us being able to kind of grow the team get more video producers get more social media people get more yeah content yeah. um editors and writers and everything else um and that's where i want to see it grow to be honest yeah i think i think it's not like we don't need to change our strategy i don't think we need to change our direction in terms of content yeah it's just now it's a matter of kind of just like very organically increasing the size of our team yeah thereby increasing our output yeah thereby increasing our audience and let god take care of the rest no for sure and um yeah if you've if you've been a follower of the muslim vibe uh for a while or this is the first thing that you've listened to um genuinely in terms of like from a financial perspective uh we're reliant on advertising and and donors um so even if it means a small amount of five ten pounds fifteen pounds or five thousand pounds a month um we're more than happy to kind of take that on yeah and that pretty much just goes straight towards kind of our content output um you know there's like equipment costs and everything else but i mean like this isn't this isn't a fundraising pitch pitch yeah but i just thought i'd throw it in there yeah. it's always nice um that's everything for now i think yeah this has been nice it's been nice very reflective yeah yeah i want to go have some lunch now yeah i need to go buy some lunch um but thank you very much for for, for joining me on this on this journey Hasib. yeah it's great it's been good here's to another five years yeah inshallah we can do this again we should probably do this like every year kind of ish yeah might, might be overkill well yeah let's I see mean, let's, let's see what the feedback's like on this the one feedback, exactly yeah. <laughs> well anyways thank you very much for for joining us on this podcast um, we'll be back with our usual great guests and everything else next wow, week. Wow, what does that mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, you, know you know what, what I I'm mean. Out. Yeah, go ahead. You know what I mean. But no, we, we've got more great guests. Hasib's literally just standing up. He's done. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Um, give us a five-star rating and whatever else you might want to do. And yeah, that's everything. Right, what do I say at the end normally? Salam. Yeah, fine. Peace out.